Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS with Fiona, IELTS exam training courses and Members Academy. Today we're going to do a reading which is a slightly odd one and quite unusual because the questions are a bit mixed up and I don't like it. It's not as neat as IELTS tests usually are, I would argue. However, it's totally worth doing because of the density of fantastic vocabulary that you can use throughout your IELTS test in the speaking, in the writing. And also the topic is so common that the words will be really, really useful to you. It's called the true cost of food. And it also coincides with um, the vocabulary course. This week, the first week is all about the environment. Yesterday was all about farming. And today we're talking about the speaking part, part two, where you need to talk about, well, basically a place that is unspoilt or protected in some way. So this reading brings up a lot of those topics and I'm going to go through the vocabulary afterwards, but you'll notice so much of it that I've talked about before. Um, as I mentioned, it's called the true cost of food, which immediately tells you that it's going to look at how much our food really costs and what other costs are involved mostly, basically, the cost to the environment. Um, so the first half looks at that question about the cost of food and the second half then introduces a Professor Jules Pretty, who uh, apparently is working at University of Essex, well, when this was written. So the second half of the reading is all about what Jules Pretty has worked out about how much food actually costs and it ends with the kind of implications of this research and what we can do to bring down the cost of farming and agriculture and stuff like that. So there are a lot of words that come up more than once Basically, it's this topic of modern industrial agriculture. That's what's mentioned more than anything. And that means intensive farming, mono farming, monocultures, um, agro, agri, agro industries, agro industries, agri industries and agrochemicals. Sorry. Um, yes, yeah, so. Let's have a look at it. It's three types of questions. Um, there's a matching uh, statement to the paragraph or actually finding the information in the paragraph. Then there's yes, no, not given. And finally, there's a gap fill. And as I say, um, slightly different from normal, quite annoying having to find the answers in this one. I think they've just improved the way they write their tests. This is from a Cambridge test book, but I forgot to write down which one. I just know that it's a test two, reading passage two, but it could be one of the older ones. Doesn't matter. The most important thing is that we're learning the issues and the vocabulary. So, 
paragraph A starts with a really great sentence that, again, I think you could use for task two. It says, for more than 40 years, the cost of food has been rising. So I like that present perfect continuous um, outlines the topic. No comment, no opinion, just simply the fact the cost of food has been rising. It has now reached a point where a growing number of people believe it is far too high and that bringing it down will be one of the greatest challenges of the 21st century. So that immediately tells us um, about the cost of food, but then it says the cost, however, is not in immediate cash. So it's not really a, a cash problem. It says in the West, at least, um, most food is actually cheaper to buy now than it was in 1960. But the cost is the collateral damage. That's a good collocation. Collateral damage, the kind of other effects of food production that we might not really be aware of. Um, and it gives some examples of this in the first paragraph. It says the pollution of water. Again, great collocations, water pollution, the enervation of soil. That's not a common one. We usually say soil degradation. Um, anyway, you can guess what it means. They're losing the quality, the nutrients of the soil. The destruction of wildlife, the harm to animal welfare, you know, that's great, not just destroying wildlife, but actually the way that we treat animals, the harm to animal welfare and the threat to human health. So it's not just animals and their habitats. It's also water, uh, soil and the threat to human health caused by modern industrial agriculture. So that's our background paragraph uh, telling us clearly that there are more costs involved with food production than just how much we pay. Now, let's look at... No, I am going to talk you through these paragraphs because they are so useful. Paragraph B talks us through the kind of history of what's gone wrong, really. And again, from if you're just listening to this out of interest and vocabulary um, increase, then fine, let's just go through it. So the first step was first mechanization. So, you know, um, using mechanization, industrial uh, revolution, all that kind of thing was the first step. Then mass use of chemical fertilizers and pesticides. Great, it just sums it up in one sentence. Mass use of chemical fertilizers and pesticides. Then monocultures. Um, monocultures is a tricky concept, I think, but simply means growing one thing. But what people don't realize is that when you just grow one thing, then biodiversity is really affected. Um, I'm in Wales at the moment and in the field next to where my mum lives, they planned to build, to plant, sorry, just pine trees. Um, but 
they bought the field to stop these pine trees being planted. And there's a field right next to it, which is just pine trees. And the difference in biodiversity and the number of insects, birds, um, small mammals that you find in my mum's field is completely different from the pine trees where it's basically the floor is covered with pine needles, it's dark, there's very little life in that field. So this concept of monocultures is really important. Then battery rearing of livestock. Ah, fantastic expression, battery rearing of livestock. Battery to me means battery chickens or hens, you know, when they keep them in cages just to get their eggs. Um, But here, obviously, it's for other kinds of animals as well. So battery basically means putting them, I guess, in cages where they don't move around. They're just grown to feed us, rearing their R-E-A-R-I-N-G, growing animals, livestock. So important um, as a concept. And then finally, now, genetic engineering. So this is the latest thing. You know, we've gone through mechanisation, fertilisers, pesticides, monocultures, battery farming, and finally now genetic engineering. So it says the onward march of intensive farming um, has seemed unstoppable as the yields of produce have soared. We've talked about the yields, such a key word, Y-I-E-L-D-S, meaning how much food is produced. And here the word produce as a noun is important. I've seen it cause a lot of confusion in the reading um, questions where people think produce is a verb. Yes, it is. But in this context, produce means what is produced from farming, harvesting, crops, yields, all of those together. Then it talks about the damage, still in paragraph B, the damage it has caused has been colossal, colossal, huge, vast, enormous. And it goes through some more examples. In Britain, for example, it talks about the birds which have vanished and the flowers and the insects is a direct result of the way we've produced our food in the last four decades you know, the things like we've taken away, the ponds, the hedgerows. Um, talks about salmon farming, how it's polluted the rivers in Scotland and driven away wild salmon. And then it talks about natural soil. Fertility is dropping because of the continuous industrial fertiliser and pesticide Use Again, that word, the use or the mass use of industrial fertiliser and pesticides. Um, the fertility of the soil is dropping. That means it's, it's degrading. It's becoming worse. And the growth of algae is increasing in lakes. So algae, the green stuff that blocks out the light and the oxygen in lakes because of fertilizer run off. So the fertilizers, the chemicals run into the water. 
this increases the growth of algae and it kills the lakes. Okay, that's paragraph B, isn't it depressing? Gets worse. <laughs> paragraph C, and it says, put it all together, it looks like a battlefield, but consumers rarely make the connection at the dinner table. So this idea now that we just don't realise the impact our food production is having. Um, it, why? The author says mainly because the costs are what economists economists refer to as externalities. They're outside the main transaction. Um, hard to explain, I think, but basically the cost you pay for a field of wheat, that cost is not exactly paid for by us, the producers or the consumers. Um, and, and actually nothing to do with money. Um, the costs are elsewhere. So he goes into that now. This is where the professor Jules Pretty comes in. And he, I think it's a he, Jules, has actually counted these costs um, and the cost of repairing the damage and has come up with this huge figure, £2,000 million a year, I guess, uh, which is basically a lot. And then he breaks down these costs in paragraph E. Um, for each problem, he says how much it costs. So to remove pesticides, remove nitrates, remove phosphates, um, removing bugs from the drinking water, damage to wildlife, emissions of gases, soil erosion, <laughs> uh, food poisoning even, and cattle disease. This all comes from the way we grow our food. Um, so he draws a simple conclusion that our food bills are actually threefold. So basically we pay for this cheap food in three separate ways. Once in the shop over the counter, Secondly, through our taxes. So we might not realise that our taxes are high because they have to pay for the damage of the cheap food. And the taxes provide the enormous subsidies. So this intensive farming is actually subsidised by the government, but paid for by our taxes. So that's the second one, the taxes. And then thirdly, how how we clean up the mess that modern farming leaves behind. <sighs> so let's look for a solution at the end. Paragraph F asks this questions. This question: Can the true cost of food be brought down? Well, it says we need to break away from industrial agriculture, but this is going to be hard. Um. In Britain, he says, where the damage is more obvious, it's more actually more possible, more feasible. Um, he thinks the government needs to create a sustainable, competitive and diverse farming and food sectors. So, you know, we talk about task two and we say what the government should do. Well, here's a perfect example um, which will contribute to a thriving and sustainable rural economy. Um, thriving, successful, sustainable, meaning, you know, it will last for a long time. 
Um, then finally, paragraph G, if industrial agriculture is to be replaced, what is a viable alternative? What What's the options? Well, he thinks organic farming would be just too difficult for many farmers. Um, and the price of organic food means it would be out of reach for, for most consumers. So he recommends introducing a greener food standard. That's what he calls it in inverted commas, um, which would make the market more sustainable. I'm not fully committed to organic production, but um, agree to certain kinds of farming um, which involve less pesticide use, better land management, uh, food safety, animal health, um, things like that. <laughs> so that is it in terms of the reading. So you can see why I chose this and why I think it is so useful. So I'm not going to spend too much time on these questions now, but let's just have a look at how that vocabulary will will. Uh, apply to the questions. So the first one uh, is is matching the information. And question 14 asks you to find a cost involved in purifying domestic water. Well, immediately it's talking about a cost. And we said that this Professor Jules Pretty lists these costs in paragraph E. And indeed, we're just looking for something which means domestic water, and that is in paragraph E, which is drinking water. Um, and purifying, well, it says the removal of bugs from drinking water. That means purifying it. Purifying to make it pure. It's one of my uh, irregular... Um, word formation words on my list as it comes up quite a lot in the reading especially to purify to make something pure statement 15 simply asks for the stages in the development of the farming industry well the structure tells us that the stages will come early on and indeed in paragraph b the sentence first this and then that and then this and now genetic engineering, that is a stage and it simply gives us the answer for 15 is paragraph B. Now there's an interesting term in question 16, um, interesting statement, it says the term used to describe hidden costs. This is quite a common one. You'll see it in the next set of questions, a term used. When they ask for a term used, there are different ways of finding this. Um, it could be in inverted commas. It could be in italics. Um, and here it says what economists refer to as externalities. So that statement, what economists refer to, tells us that it is a term. Um, sometimes they say known as or called simply, 
but here it's in paragraph C, what economists refer to as externalities. They are the hidden costs. Finally, 17, this is where it is a little bit strange. 17 asks for one effect of chemicals on water sources. Well, there's so much in this text, but the effect on water is the growth of the algae in lakes. And that is paragraph B again. So we have used paragraph B already once. That's fine. You can use the same letter more than once. So the effect of chemicals on water sources is the fertilizer and pesticide use, the growth of algae in lakes because of fertilizer runoff. All right, let's look at questions 18 to 21. Yes, no, not given. I often tell you to use your gut instinct here and I think you could probably guess a lot of these if you were in a hurry. Question 18, can you guess this one? It says several species of wildlife in the British countryside are declining. What would you think? Well, of course, and it gives the list in paragraph B, the species which are declining, decreasing. They are the farmland birds, such as the skylark, the grey partridge, the lapwing and the corn bunting have vanished. So the answer is yes. Now, what do you think about 19? It says, the taste of food has deteriorated in recent years. The taste has deteriorated. Deteriorated means got worse. Well, there's no mention about the taste. It's just not there at all. So um, 19 is not given. 20, could you guess this now? It says the financial costs of envi environmental damage are widely recognised. Well, I think we've already said that nobody realises what the costs are. And indeed, paragraph C says consumers rarely make the connection. The, to many, the costs may not even appear to be financial at all. So that's no for 20. So we've had one yes, one not given and one no. So question 21 says one of the costs calculated by Professor Pretty was illness caused by food. So you go immediately to Professor Pretty, his list of costs and you can see there food poisoning is mentioned so the answer is yes. Finally, questions 22 to 26 are gap fill. Slightly odd again, I think. They are, you are allowed three words maximum. And I always think that's slightly uh, a sign of an older text. Most texts now are two words or less, usually one actually. 
And the trouble when you're allowed three words, it's almost like there are too many options. And I, I find that here. So it says, first of all, Professor Pretty concludes that our something are higher than most people realise because we make three different types of payment. So where it mentions those three different types of payment, you go to that exact line and it starts, Professor Pretty draws a simple but memorable conclusion from all of this. So that's the word conclusion and concludes. And then it says our food bills are actually threefold. Threefold, three times. Food bills are actually threefold. So the answer is our food bills are higher than most people realise because we make three different types of payment. So food bills are, I guess the plural are, would help you guess that answer. They also accept food costs. Next sentence, he feels it is realistic to suggest that Britain should reduce its reliance on. I mean, how many times have we had this in a IELTS reading about reducing its reliance on? I, I remember doing it in the last podcast, I think. We talked about the dependency on, the dependence, the depend on, rely on. All of those synonyms again in this one. So what should we reduce our reliance on? Well, it says we should break away from industrial agriculture. Now that to me is the answer. But the answer in the book says intensive farming. Um, but they're exactly the same thing. Industrial agriculture, intensive farming um, are the same thing. And when you read a little further on, it says the costs and damage of intensive farming can clearly be, be seen. So intensive farming, industrial agriculture, same, same. Potato, potato, as Phoebe from Friends said. Um, next, 24, although most farmers would be unable to adapt to something... So what did we talk about that most farmers would be unable to adapt to? Well, the answer in the final paragraph, Pretty feels that organic farming would be too big a jump in thinking and in practices for many farmers. So the answer is organic farming. 25. Professor Pretty wants the government to initiate change by establishing what he refers to as a. Now, here it comes again, what he refers to as a. So this word refers to is like a term that we are looking for. And as I mentioned before, if it's a term... It could be in italics, it could be in inverted commas, or it could be 
with capital letters as it is here. It says he is recommending the immediate introduction of a greener food standard. That's capital G uh, for green and F and S and it's got inverted commas. So even if you don't know what it means, if they're looking for a term, just look for italics or inverted commas or capital letters. Finally, he says, and this is another one that comes up a lot, it says both. He feels this would help to change the attitudes of both something and something. So when you go to the text, it could go a long way, he says, to shifting consumers as well as farmers towards a more sustainable system of agriculture. So where it says consumers as well as farmers, this gives you the answer both and the gap is farmers and consumers. So lots of things that I think come up a lot in different uh, types of reading. So I think this is a really, really useful one for you. I was going to run you through some extra vocabulary, but I, I guess by now you've probably had enough. If you haven't, bear with me a few more minutes. Um, right, so I think I've spoken about most of the key words, but there's an interesting one here. It says, the costs may not even appear to be financial at all, but merely aesthetic. Aesthetic. Aesthetic is a good word. It means about beauty. Um, it's really useful when you talk about things like why we should preserve old buildings. Um, so for aesthetic reasons means just simply because they look nice. And what's wrong with that, you know? Um, it's got a funny spelling. A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C. Um, it can be really useful, if nothing else, you know, talking about art, um, why it's important um, to art galleries should be free. You know, the word aesthetic could be really useful. It kind of sums up. Like you've got other words like philosophical reasons, financial reasons, economic reasons, but aesthetic reasons can really help you um, define why you think art or beautiful things are important. Finally, what else? Well, lots of things about farming. Um, it's all in my agriculture mind map, which is in the vocabulary course. Things like arable land, land where animals graze. Then you've got permanent pasture for livestock, um, removal of pesticides, carbon emissions, soil erosion, um, subsidies even. that's I've talked about that a lot before, how the government should subsidise some things like public transport. Um, what else? Okay, these words like, oh, organic farming is not feasible. Feasible um, meaning it's not going to work, basically. Viable is another good synonym. 
words to describe farming, sustainable, competitive, diverse, uh, thriving, rural, economy, um, environmental, economic, health and animal welfare goals. Those are all good. And finally, um, oh, right at the end, we had agrochemical use. Agrochemicals is a good word like pesticides, fertilizers, um, soil health we've talked about before, animal health, food safety. All of those noun forms really, really help with your writing and speaking as well. Okay, so that is it. Um, if you missed out on my vocabulary course for August, it's still available as part of the full Members Academy. So don't worry. It's just when you do it as a challenge, you get daily tasks, uh, which we're starting today. So um, do let me know if you have any questions or anything that you'd like me to cover. And I'd just like to say a quick hello to Nadezhda, who joined my course, said she'd been listening to the podcast since May. Hi, Nadezhda. Lovely to have you on the course. Um, hope everything's going well for you. That's all from me for now. I will try and get this on my website, but I can't promise when. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you for your support. And if you enjoyed it, please go and give me a nice review. OK, bye for now. Bye bye.